Hey everyone. <laughs> Hello, Margaret, Felix, V, Kevin. Hi guys. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> awesome to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Pumped. We were actually just having a great conversational point, and I would love for V to continue on it. Okay, I don't know if you mean the part about the usefulness of dancing duality. Correct, that part. The Oponopono uh, integration in the evolution of life in incarnation. The utility of duality and juxtaposing that with abiding in I am. And since the subject of this uh, video uh, has been set as the balance of feminine divine with masculine divine, it's very much in line with the consideration of duality. One of the expression of duality being feminine as the backdrop to masculine and vice versa. Uh, and what I was sharing in the studio before we went live was uh, the introspection I went through last night, trying to find an imbalance within my being in order to expose it and, and, and uh, purify it. But the more I searched, every shadow of impurity I could imagine or start to believe I was finding was dissipating as I tried to formulate it. And, but I still managed to reach a, a foundational solidity which even though it was not entirely I am, it still felt balanced as well. It still felt, in fact, imbalanced, but harmoniously imbalanced, like a dance. What is a dance? It's a person or, or persons falling. It's a constant imbalance captured by another imbalance, by another imbalance. This is what is a dance. Um, perfect balance is not a dance, it's immobility. A dance is imbalance, but it's harmonious imbalance. The, the only difference is whether you find beauty and joy and satisfaction and fulfillment and expression of your truth in that dance or not. And then it becomes a dance if it has that quality, or it, it is a falling or imbalance or stumbling if you don't find the harmony and the beauty and the coherence with your being in that dance. And it's difficult enough to dance on your own, but it's very enjoyable. Um, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. I even find it uh, more nourishing 
and more restful than silent meditation sometimes. And I have not given up on the hope of that same level of quality of harmony and beauty and intimacy in a dance with other reflections of the one infinite being. Mm. So this is where I landed last night. And where it ties in with today's subject is that the, the most beautiful uh, multi-dance uh, dance I can imagine has to be the bipolar the the yeah the bipolar dance between one masculine divine interpretation and one feminine divine interpretation but to be honest in this incarnation i have come very close to it i have even experienced it on, on very short uh instances uh, and I have not given up on experiencing it more fully. And I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in giving it up before I have exhausted the, 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 the delving and the basking into that energy and vibration for a little bit, at least to my satisfaction. Ah, that's what I would contribute. Thank you. I have a feeling that Kevin may have some thoughts about what you just said, especially with his really strong resonance with balancing distortions with catalysts like is taught in the law of one and what V was just referencing. Yeah, so what came through was uh, something about the law of one and uh, our creation is uh, explained there. So at first there is uh, infinity. And uh, this infinity then uh, become aware of itself. And when it become aware of itself is a uh, intelligent infinity. And uh, for a long time, I tried to find the references of uh, the universal masculine and the universal feminine in uh, the low one. But uh, I didn't find anything uh, like that because uh, probably Ra and uh, the channel uh, Laura didn't uh, use this term. But uh, to me, it seems that uh, the universal masculine and the universal feminine is actually the intelligent infinity. And uh, this union creates uh, all creation their relationship is the reason of why we are here and so i agree with the dancer that can happen with other reflections and the dance of duality is a dance that uh, can be allowed with no distortion when we rest more and more into the space it seems <laughs> Yeah, um, I really like, uh, V, what you said about um, harmonious imbalances. 
Because um, it seems to me that it's um, a core part of the process of expansion to, um, to realize or to discover that some imbalance that was perceived on some level, at some point we can gain a broader point of view where this imbalance is actually included in a greater harmony. And so I feel that in this way, the dance actually grows and expands. It's not like a static dance between two dancers. It's like the movement of the dancer grows and encompasses more and more of the totality. And, and it very much feels like it's, it's like putting some salt in your food, this, this uh, imbalance or distortion. It actually reveals more of the, the flavors, more of the beauty, more of the harmony. Like it, it creates some contrast, it creates some, some depth to the experience. Great. Do you have thoughts on this? I'm sorry. Do you have thoughts on this? Yes. Yes, I do. I actually, um, on my beginner level, I guess I have experienced that. I guess on my on my quest to wholeness, I have experienced the catalyst that I guess triggered me to try to become whole. And part of it was, I guess, including the, the masculine into the feminine, in a way. And trying to balance them both into becoming the, the whole person or the whole person that I thought that I was becoming. But little did I know that it wasn't about being a person. And exactly like he said, the, the dance of of those both energies and and that you know that feminist feminine and masculine energies just dancing around and trying to you know try, trying to, to to make this wholeness work out so so i see those energies on both i guess on the on the on a universe level and on the micro universe that the inside of me, which is really one and the same, we all know that level, how, how it all affects, how it all affects the world and, and our, I guess, our own individual souls and how it really, when you really go down to, to it, on the very, very intimate level. It really is one and the same. Like when I really thought about it or didn't think about it, like really skipped the thought process. I didn't see the difference between that. It really is one, but you kind of have to go through the process. It's like 
the signposts to get to that point eventually. I don't know if 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 you follow my train train of thought, it's really still three AM where I am, but it's not a train of thought, it's your observation. It's not the thought. <laughs> There's no thought in it. It's just there isn't. describing what you see. There's a minimum level of thought necessary for language and that's it. If you are going to talk about it at all, then yes, it will have to involve a little bit of thinking to put it into language. But I think we all agree that we could easily replace feminine and masculine with dark and light or any other expression of duality. And uh, I assume uh, most of us or all of us on this panel, all of us have had the experience of <laughs> turning inside out and outside in and finding out our true nature. And then, because we are still here, we it means we chose to still look at the universe from the inside out point of view. Because if we, I only assume that if one chooses to maintain the outside-in point of view, I'm not very sure if our incarnation would still appear to others or if there would still be others <laughs> for it to appear to. <laughs> so the fact that we are on this panel is that we for some reason, it might be different from each one of us, uh, we chose to maintain uh, and sustain or attach to the point of view from inside out rather than outside in or vice versa. You can look at it any way you like mm -hmm. <laughs> or from the feminine to the masculine or vice versa or from the light to the dark or vice versa. And that was the conclusion of my um, introspection last night, is that I saw that I'm still interested in that dance. I want to refine it, perfect it, and mesmerize myself and the universe, which is myself. <laughs> I want to mesmerize myself in a in an even more expansive, harmonious, and intimate dance. And one of the ways I like to visualize the movements before I do them, when I dance, or when I dance live, or when I dance on music, it begins with visualization of what movement is most coherent and expressive of the vibration of the music I hear. And I try to make my body just be an extension, a reverberation of the vibration of the music. And then suddenly I'm not there anymore. Then I lose track because I'm not a dancer and there is no music anymore. 
it's there's only a dance happening. And whenever that state is entered, be it dancing or sometimes exchanging with somebody or with people or or sometimes just expanding into an observation. Uh, yes, there is nothing exists anymore. Then whatever is happening, there is only a happening, and that that is intimacy. That's what I call intimacy. It's when into me I see, and I am that I am that being whatever I'm doing, whatever is happening. In fact, because there's no more doer. Uh, and there is less and less possibility of putting it into words. By the yeah. way, the, uh, there might be a copyright on this "Into Me I See" for intimacy because this is something that was picked by uh, Vincent in a movie called uh, with Mike Myers called uh, okay. "The Guru" or something like that. Uh, it was uh, hilarious, and but by the way, it was deeper than it than it uh, claimed to be. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a it's incredible how when you are not there anymore, life happens, and you suddenly discover the true hidden. It's not hidden; it's in plain sight. The true meaning of of words, the, the intended meaning of words, appear to you in that intimacy, just like the true purpose of your skin is discovered in the arms of your beloved. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what came through, yeah, as you said, uh, this is a really a dance that has to be allowed because uh, if I'm uh, here in this moment attached uh, to my point of view, I cannot allow this uh, dance uh, to happen. The intelligent energy cannot flow through me. Maybe you're at a party and uh, you're scanning the environment and you're reading your head. Uh, you cannot dance, you're stuck. But in the moment in which you let go, in the moment in which you don't care, in the moment in which you realize more of this I am, suddenly you dance. And then everybody dance around you. And uh, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And uh, so in a Tai Chi, in Tai Chi Chuan, when uh, you play with the partner, you do the three show. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example of uh, when somebody is really into that uh, vibe, then with time is going to influence uh, all the environment because uh, it's going to give uh, permission to all uh, the people <laughs> to unfreeze and uh, to just be. <laughs> Yeah.
I love this one. Yeah, Such it's a great. good example. Yeah. yeah. The first one is the catalyst, unlocking the will of the other ones to play. Yeah, the first one is not there. He's <laughs> still there, but he's himself slowly. The dance is what happens when the dancer is a piece, right? In the dance, I noticed that, well, I'm, I'm not completely new to this concept either. In, in, in shamanism, there is such thing as becoming the hollow bone. So the spirit flows through you. You are just the conduit for it. And for me, there is this experience of you don't even exist as the bone. Really, there is like you, you kind of disappear completely when you're when you just relax. But it's when you disappear that you are the most potentially <sighs> present. It is exactly you got it. Because it is so awesome. Yeah, go ahead. To a large extent, duality is just the tension between who, between what you are and who you think you are. And so the dance is really, it's really the reconciliation because it's the, or we could replace dance by making love or by exchanging any, anything, right? It's really about the reconciliation of what you are with who you think you are. And when you allow those two to make love, to, to, to get in union, uh, you are finally whole. You are finally whole as you were always, but without the, this withholding of that belief of not being, of being separate. And, you know, even in the, in the Christian Bible, uh, Jesus was proponing was asking people to to enter into the nuptial chamber the nuptial chamber and he was he mentioned to to his disciples when they were criticizing whether mary magdalene should be part of the group or not and he said don't worry i will make her male so that she can enter the kingdom like and, and of course in the culture of the time, he, or at least it was not reported, I doubt he didn't say also the reverse, that as a male, you have to make yourself female to enter the kingdom, and as a female, you have to make yourself male. But he's not talking about bisexuality here, he's just talking of those two fundamental principles of masculinity, femininity, dark and light, you are and who you think you are, all of that, allowing it to accept each other and to merge and be in union and in unity. And finally, be one self. Beautiful. And then when you are nobody, when you're really disappearing, when your edges between you and everything else, dissolve everything else dissolves it's like it's just like magic then everything else is you and then everybody everybody else is you but it's and still it's, relevant, right? it's still yeah? relevant. 
it's still yeah you see yeah reachable by just a little bit of focus but yeah. anytime you defocus you are all that is anytime you focus you can choose any piece you want to separate and then you can zoom out or defocus and be all zoom in be v zoom in more be vincent zoom in even more and be lost in anger or in greed or in joy or in whatever narrow expression of the narrowest identity that you want and you relax and you are again all that is and you focus okay. on compact and you are again kevin or malgo or felix or alan yeah. and you relax a bit you are now at last or whatever name you choose for a slightly higher being and then you relax again and you are another you can give yourself another name as a wider consciousness and you relax even more and you are as far as you can tell all that is but in more and more in my experience i feel that even our most extreme enlightenment experience or awakening experience or satori is still it still has a circumference it still has a certain radius of limitation of consciousness so i don't think there is ever going to be an end to our capacity to be more of all that is and all that is not <laughs> and whatever we can't even conceive of and and, and, and. <laughs> um yeah but yeah, there is still room <laughs> there is still room for roomy yeah i notice that like every time i think oh this can't possibly get any better and then the next day whoa something new right <laughs> then the next day another mountain to climb it's really awesome yeah i feel this is a, a great gift of um the creation of limitation is that it uh, it allows for infinite expansion. Yes, and we co-create it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So in this way, it finds also this complementary aspect of uh, the other denser. So from the limited perspective, you find the infinite, and vice versa, the the infinite then also includes the finite. Yeah, this is such a wonderful uh, conversation. I just read something uh, from the low one info and I uh, will just read that. Uh, yeah. So the part that touched me was uh, the, the mind, body, spirit uh, in its eternal dance of the present, maybe seen in totality. This just brought the realization that actually everything is dancing right now. All of this vibration from which right is made of, it's dancing right now at a certain frequency. And that the more we raise our frequency, the more we dive deep into the oneness that we all are, the more this all reality dance on a faster rate, on a faster rate, on a faster rate. 
emitting a more of a beautiful sound of a beautiful song. So the dance is happening spontaneously and the song along with it. Yeah. Um, the truth is the, the music is still a mystery to me. But the, the understanding of the dance of the universe is very, it's very concrete, very, it's my experience, it, it is. Um, I, I discovered it a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago when I was asked, you know, you, socially you're always asked, what do you do? Uh, and uh, it's so uninteresting. Uh, but I, the person asking me the question that day came from a place of of honesty and authenticity. So I wanted to give him a honest and true answer, even though I found it a boring question in nature. But I, I answered, I'm a dancer. <laughs> and uh, and it, it was the more honest and true answer I felt I could give, even though I know what he was expecting is uh, I'm an engineer or I'm an entrepreneur or I'm an investor or I am in energy or whatever. <laughs> And the guy actually, uh, because he saw also that I was being honest, he actually thought that I may have, I may have, I may be a, a retired dancer that got a bit overweight <laughs> or something like that. He assumed. <laughs> but it was an attempt at answering honestly, and I, it made it clear to me that at least to this uh, point, from this point of view. Yes, life is a dance. And when I dive into that and I try to understand, okay, then I can totally understand that I am the dancer, I am the dance, I am the scenery, I am everything, the, the, the choreographer, the spectator, the scene, the dancer. The only thing I'm not sure is if I am the music. And so I think in that analogy, which is just an analogy anyway, but I think it's deep. And for some reason, I can very easily see that I am all of the components of the dance, but I am not the music. The music is still coming from a more, an even more mysterious place than all that is. <laughs> Is the is the vibration that creates the sound, you know? So yeah, but something has to vibrate. Uh, in space, there is no music. Really? In vacuum, in vacuum, there is no music. The only uh, well, you can create it by doing, but for most of human beings, the experience of sound is through the vibration of air that. Uh, reverberates in your eardrums, and uh, you have some hair and eardrums that uh, translate that into uh, an intelligible vibration. However, you don't need to go through air, you can go through any other matter. Like, there are now many um, headphones which are just touching your skull, and the vibration goes directly through your skull without going, without using the eardrums. Also, the human civilization is not located in space, it is located on this habitable rock. Alors, this is also mysterious because <laughs> um, this I 
I saw it. I know it because for a few years, I, I thought basically that we are just consciousness going through the cord of a, a, a harp. The harp being the cords of the harp being tied to earth at one end and tied to whichever, whatever is the foundation of heaven at the other end, right? And that then you can decide to shift your, your yourself, your, your consciousness, your finger on that cord to get different vibrations of being. And that's what I thought until I realized that the anchor point at the core of earth and the anchor point at the foundation of heaven is one and it's a single point. <laughs> and that that the cord is 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 tensed between the same point <laughs> and in a vortex like constant uh, it becomes uh, very difficult to put in words, but I think we all have some experience to connect that to. Can we play with the idea of why the music would be excluded from the dance? Not excluded, it's just mysterious. Mm -hmm. While I could clearly see I am every thing of the dance. <laughs> I could not experientially find within myself the music while it is there. Uh, or is it? Or is it? Like this guy dancing in the field that we watched just before. Was there music? was there or is it absolute silence maybe not yet we maybe you'll get a catalyst that will make you realize that you are music because you are everything there is that's also the 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 conclusion that is that even the perception of a dance is just the visualization of music and maybe the closer you get to the black maybe the closer you get to the black hole the more you disappear and the music disappears what do you mean closer you know <laughs> most <laughs> <laughs> the sorry. more you the more you what is what do we mean by closer the more that you swim in the most downstream contracted energy of the person conditioning, the more you can clearly, in a sense, see the massive slaps in the face of catalysts that come as sledgehammer swings. And the more that you just abide in the very source of infinite possibility, that gives rise to all phenomena, the more it's just just complete silence. Possibly. Is that what Margot just said? That you, you interpreted? No, no, I just wanted him to clarify what he means, but I get it. I, I get what he meant. I, I wanted him it. to clarify it. 
I know I know what he's talking about. If you are going to make a juxtaposition between a here and a there, that would be a way that yeah. I intelligibly do and, and, and actually, uh, just speaking with you guys, um, I can see that a very plausible explanation for my inability to identify with the music while I could identify with the dancer, the dance, the choreographer, the scenery, everything, is that all these are separate concepts of the one and single thing that exists, which is the music, or, or the silence, whichever way you want to call it, because... Also yeah. from Kevin, yep. So this is something that I saw also in Ho'oponopono, mm. And by the way, the question, and actually I was uh, asking something regarding music. And uh, so what it seems is that uh, the more uh, we balance uh, each of our energy center, the more we actually become uh, the perfect instrument for the creator that we are, so that we may actually create our own music. And so we can see this even in musical artists. Every, every singer has its own particular taste. Every singer has its own uniqueness, spark of the creator that he, she is. So the more that the singer is in tune, the more that the music that will come through will come from an inspired place that will be able to touch a lot of people. And it seems to me that um, music or also singing is a good analogy because um, a beautiful singer is not um, doesn't make like a pure sound like uh, maybe uh, you could generate on a computer that you could say like this is really a pure sound like a pure um, like just the, the, the most precise oscillation <laughs> yeah so in in a in a singer or in a beautiful instrument also you have many different vibrations that go together and when it's beautiful there is this harmony that that ties all this frequency together and there is a very strong taste a c minor from a violin or from a trumpet or from any other instrument is extremely different from each other, even though technically it's supposed to be the same frequency. But we can taste the difference, we can smell the difference, we can feel it, we can resonate differently with the same frequency, depending on which instrument sends it. And this is this is really the the most attractive and beautiful experience in life is to uh, taste that, but it's also what is a little bit indigestible sometimes when uh, we we put too much salt in our. 
and, and sometimes we even put MSG. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny because that also reminded me of uh, what you said, Felix, about the salt. It reminded me of one other citation from uh, uh, Jesus in the Christian Bible that he refers to those, <clears throat> to his disciples, and so those who do the union the, with the Father in the nuptial chamber, so within themselves, he refers to them as the salt of the earth. And he warns that you have to to keep your saltiness, so your taste, because what and is even mentioned what is salt without saltiness? It's just dust to be trampled on. So your your unity is truth. That is the and that is the the taste. That is your taste. Is your your unique taste of the same vibration of truth. So, and that's what we can exchange. There's, it's probably the only thing we can exchange. It's our imbalance, our harmonious imbalances. And, and we can all work like, like a, co a chorus, you know, like a, a group of people singing together. If they are inexperienced, uh, it will be a bit dissonant. But if, if they are very professional, and even when they are very strong, they need a little bit of adaptation to, to attune you know, to, to adjust ever so slightly their, their tune to, to the rest of the group and to the partition. So I think in this NLS farm, I would um, just coming to me that it would be a very good analogy to compare us to, to the choir in, in, in the church, in a way. So if we are going to sing that beautiful, inspiring chorus song that will inspire others to join in and, or, or dance or, you know, in fact, it's a multi, it's a, it's more than a choir. It's a, it's a multi-faceted and multi-media show it's uh, you know i would not be surprised if we realize that even before the ultimate there is a, a density where uh, trillions of beings of seven eight nine density are actually gathered in, in a huge amphitheater and are waiting for the show to begin now the show where where 7.8 billion humans plus trillions of other life forms on this planet are going to finally do this beautiful musical called Life on Gaia. <laughs> and uh, so each one of us has his own music, song, dance to contribute to that incredible multidimensional show. So it would be a seven or eight uh, let's say, okay, five, six dimension and uh, five, six density show of like a, a very multidimensional musical show on Broadway, but at the cosmic 
scale with trillions and trillions of other beings saying, okay, what are they going to do? Okay, how is it going to be? Wow, my God, look at this. Look at this acrobat. Oh, listen to that song. Oh, wow, this guy is so daring. Oh, look, this guy is so, oh, that lady. So let's look at how those two are dancing. You know, like it's, it's an, an unfathomable, richness of expression in multi-dimensions, which could be a very um, uh, satisfying uh, event, even at the cosmic level, even at the sixth, seventh, or whatever density, we cannot really understand. Why not? See, it sounds awesome, but here is my problem with it. I mean, I lost all preference to like good or bad. Every like no judgeness. Everything is like really awesome, right? Yeah, in the show. So, but in that choir, in that show. show, what if this show is like really out of tune, and uh, nobody's gonna know? Well, what is what is right? out of tune is part of the show. Um, <laughs> what if uh, the show also includes comedy? It also includes drama. It also, also includes tragedy. It also includes love story. It also includes even boredom. Everything is there. Whatever you like is there. It's not graspable by the characters in the show, but as the actors, we understand it, or, as, or maybe as the actor. True. It's all for Always. us, right? It's all for me, for you, for me, right? <laughs> to draw attention to the no disharmony. Awesome, right? There is no disharmony. Yeah, and it's, it's funny the fact that uh, this is Ra saying from uh, sixth density, there is no disarmament. But uh, for uh, many of us in, uh, in third density, it seems that there is a disarmony. And uh, because uh, in uh, this density, for us, it's relevant uh, to have experience uh, of uh, the disarmony and to have experience of this particular song uh, that is generated in each moment from uh, our uh, collective uh, agreement. But uh, we can start to experience more freedom as we realize uh, that actually disharmony is just a point of view. So it seems that uh, this show is just uh, a bunch of uh, point of views uh, dancing and there are so many point of views. So we can uh, sit, we can relax uh, and we can watch uh, the show from uh, the sixth density, from our highest self-experience, from this I am state, where uh, all point of views are more and more one. So there is uh, less and less of uh, an attachment. There may be a, pre a preference in this density. Of course, we're going to have, uh, uh, and this is just a word, but uh, we're going to have a taste for something. Yeah, I would. Uh, prefer to have a better, nice experience than uh, a bad uh, experience. But even if 
I'm gonna have experience of a bad experience. I'm gonna feel a little bit bad, but then I can uh, realize, okay, there is no disarmony. All is fine, all is well. Yeah. And from that, also the environment can shift. It's like a Chinese uh, shadow show, you know? Uh, roof, roof, roof. <laughs> oh no, don't bite me, don't bite me. <laughs> I also love that picture that was shared, uh, I think it was by Ulam, of that child having his head crushed by the boot of an adult. Yeah. And then yeah. he comes out and you see the child is himself holding the boot on his face and laughing. <laughs> and uh, I found it extremely, uh, I find this very um, apt, very... Uh, very happy, very. It's this is a great play. This is so true. This is what happens. Actually, this is probably one of the most strong mimetic representations of simplified spirituality. And the more that we boil down spirituality into memes like this, the faster we can catalyze awakening in the third density. This is a core component of what we can focus on and accelerate the awakening this way, because this type of stuff is highly adored by the matrix. Yes. Yeah. Especially by the younger ones. And you don't, you cannot, even know how many people will be affected positively uh, by some of these uh, memes. They are, they are very powerful. Yeah, here's another one since we're already at it, just to give you guys another good example. Yeah, I know exactly where it came from. Yeah. Yep. yep, so there's this one. Oh. And then there's another recent one that emerged that is also really strong i haven't posted it on on my account yet but one of my one of my friends did that's really strong there's this one which is really good we just posted this one <laughs> seeking, seeking enlightenment inquire with it where's the door so there's that one. I, I adore it. <laughs> shout, shout out Shiva Stan. We love you. He was just on the show. And then here's the other one. Girlfriend, promise me to be normal around my parents this time. Me. Okay, I promise. Her dad. <laughs> so what do you do for fun? Me. What do you mean by you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's just, like Felix. That's uh, that's uh, totally Felix. <laughs> this is yeah. the type of stuff that will awaken Siv. So, guys, let me tell you a little story about how I lost it first time. Your um, <laughs> no, not that one. So. I got my um, awakening very spontaneously based on my <laughs> profound suffering. <laughs> I just surrendered big time, like with, with every cell of my body, surrender to God. I'm like, just take me out of this earth, right? And then the next morning I woke up just like 
exactly like Eckhart Tolle, right? With with the diamonds playing the music. And it was just so amazing. And I didn't care. And it lasted for about two weeks. And everything was crystal clear. And it was amazing. And the music. And I was a dancer and everything. And then I'm like, oh, this is nice. I wonder how long this is going to last. And poof, gone. <laughs> See? This is how you try to put the in the time on the internet. Yeah. You're even just, lucky that it lasted two weeks. Two yeah. weeks? <laughs> it was so amazing. And I've been telling everybody, listen, this is where I am. And everybody's like, she's crazy. She's just crazy. Yeah. yeah that, but I got that's the also one of the biggest problems. Huh? Uh, because it is true that sometimes there, there are fireworks like this. Like, incredible. Yeah, but if I knew you, you would have told me, like, just don't quit, just relax, just take it, right? I didn't yeah, know any better. Not yeah. have helped. <laughs> I know. Uh, and if it had helped, if it could have helped, you would have met me earlier or met whoever was going to give you that message. So it's the way it is. Uh, these fireworks are both very helpful for the one experiencing it because now you know it's true and now you will not give up uh, even though you will go through frustration it takes a lot of time to realize how to, to remember to re-remember to re-realize how simple it is and how accessible it is because it's there it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the relaxed natural state but it in practice, it takes time because there's always this attachment to the fireworks. And so for yourself, it's quite helpful because you remember, you will never forget that and you know it's real. So you will not give up ever. Yeah. You will always be demanding for the absolute. However, when you tell that experience, and that's why uh, if you look at it, even though it's the most fundamental event in their life most masters don't tell too much about their extraordinary experiences because they realize how uh, um, unhelpful it's going to be to many people who will equate the fireworks to the enlightenment and they will seek that and seeking the fireworks is like seeking God, is like seeking yourself until you realize you're it, it's, uh, it's not going to happen. And when, and those people looking for fireworks are automatically deviated towards substances, you know, chemical substances or any yeah. other assistance for uh, altered states of consciousness which can also do the trick in a way, but there will always be that doubt whether it's true, which you don't have when the state happened to you naturally. And the truth is, it's much longer to, to reach the relaxation required for the state to, to, for you to be in the state that continue, and everybody describes the state of not being. Um, if you are not using any help, chemical or otherwise, <laughs> or, or, or a master, a living master, it takes a long time and you can give up because you, you, 
you have always a lingering doubt, okay? And then if you visualize it as something like that happening in your, in your bedroom, um, <laughs> will delay it because you will keep focusing and trying to get that. And I'll also know, respectfully disagree with the point slightly just by taking yeah. the angle of that if one basically takes the understanding of their attention and they take their attention and then they put these fireworks on every single moment every billionth of a second are fireworks just right here and if they do that process and they sort of get used to every moment being just this eternal fireworking, they can sort of become more and more awakened to this being free, ineffable, absolute perfection. So there are different strategies to said process of tapping into the quote now already being free, ineffable perfection. And so this could be used as a strategy. No, no strategy can be used. Truth is a pathless land, yet there are also... The, the strategy is the obstacle. That's, the, 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 that's the, the whole difficulty of this exercise, is that strategy is a contraction already. Um, it's, when, it's when you give up. It's when you finally give up that you are ever going to find a strategy and a way to get there that you can finally relax sufficiently. That's even the whole story of the Buddha, uh, Gautam Buddha. It's when all his ascetism uh, yield no, no results and he was absolutely exhausted. That's when he gave up under the Bodhi tree, gave up totally his search, his life, everything. The relaxation was total and it happens. Same thing with uh, Osho, same thing with all of us, uh, anyone who ever had a satori, it was not because he, it was not the, the, the success of his strategy. <laughs> I, he, I don't believe that yeah. anyone achieved that with the, a successful strategy. However, I could be wrong because I don't know everybody. Yet many of those great masters talk about the preparatory periods of their practices that then yielded them the ability to have the insight as is taught across the traditions that through the process of concentration, you still the mind more and more, which then enables you to gain the insight into the perfection. Um, yes and no. Uh, uh, can I can yes, I jump in? Uh, yes, uh, please. Short, please, uh, I for, please forgive me. Um, so, I love you. Only, I forgive. Yes, partially in the sense that what is the meaning of giving up if you have not tried? So in that sense, yes, the usefulness of all the efforts and strategies. They're only useful in the sense that they are not giving anything up if you have not truly, truly tried. But otherwise, it's not really, uh, it's not the yield of the effort. It's, it's just that there is no meaning in relaxation and giving up if you have not tried. But I, please, Felix. Yeah, actually, the, that was kind of the point I wanted to make, that 
um, it seems that ultimately speaking, the usefulness of the strategy is to uh, quicken the process of exhaustion. It's like it's to, to focus one's uh, intention and energy in a very one-pointed way to the point where it's realized that it cannot be achieved. And then something like can break open. And the but problem then, is if you are aware that you are consciously adopting the strategy of exhausting yourself. It, that's another it, strategy. It, it, it won't work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because in fact, you, have not, you are not giving up. In fact, yeah, you are exactly. on your effort to exhaust yourself to finally relax. No, you yeah. can relax now. If, if you are going to have a strategy, just relax. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. There was really never any strategy for me. It was just, I was just suffering so, so much. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to suffer anymore. And it was just complete surrender. And every time I was just going, going with it and going with it. And I really believe that my higher self just put me exactly through the suffering I needed to go through. That was the way for me. I believe that some people maybe get to enlightenment through the strategy and through their gurus. And that's beautiful. Good for them. And for me, it was that hard way. <laughs> you need to forget it's your strategy if you adopt that as a strategy. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, it reminds me of one of the jokes that I found most funny a, a long time in my childhood and in my youth, which is objectively not funny at all. But I always laughed out loud whenever I heard this, some British people expressing their frustration of some bad quality music or or boring situation or, or a painful situation, and they would say, uh, I give up, I give up. Take me to the back and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like the, the, the yes. military militia would do of, of, a, of a stubborn uh, opponent, they would take him to the back of the building and shoot him. And then you are the one asking, please take me to the back and shoot me. My ears are bleeding of hearing this horrible music or this suffering. And to a certain extent, when I was hearing you telling your story, I yeah. felt that's what you asked the universe, please take me to the back and shoot me. No. I did, I did, I did. Now I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, that's self-created. And I'm heck? so happy this is the first time in my life yeah. that I laughed to this joke and I'm not the only one laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was it. Exactly. But you know, when you're in it, it is just so real. It is, and you can't get out because you're in the middle of it. And you created this hell for yourself. And you're just such a victim. <laughs> you guys know. You've been probably in it. Or maybe not. Maybe I was wrong. If you want to experience paradise, you're obliged to invent hell as well. Because that's the only way you will experience paradise, it's in contrast to hell. Because reality, it's, it's, there's no hell or paradise, it's just so that's what it, it is. And yep. it's beautiful and you can, it's whatever you want. Uh, that's also something I always liked, is people telling their lovers, I'll be whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't make me laugh, it makes me... I think this is a 
a beautiful expression of love, even though most people who say that don't mean it, and and most people who who mean it should not say it, <laughs> because the other uh, facet of themselves may not be as mature as them. As them. But, uh, right, we yeah. come back to the feminine and masculine now. Yeah. So regarding the masculine and the feminine, and regarding uh, this dialogue, what came through, uh, and maybe it's not really relevant for everybody, but for me it was kind of nice to explore, even in the way in which we go through self-realization, there is that uh, quote-unquote penetration, and that, uh, that desire to go through, and that there is that uh, expansion, there is that uh, surrender. And uh, that seems to be a dance also, a taste in which we go through the realization of uh, the true nature that is uh, beyond uh, the penetration, that is beyond the surrendering, that uh, just is a source uh, realization. And uh, it's a nice uh, dynamic that uh, can take place. And even that the dynamic uh, can uh, be seen uh, as an expression of uh, source in each uh, moment, I'm realizing that uh, if the thoughts come in mind that says uh, I should meditate for 20 minutes, uh, that's uh, a realization of what source I want to experience in this moment. And if uh, the realization that comes in this moment is uh, I should go and uh, learn uh, a particular uh, method uh, strategy technique uh, is there because uh, it's relevant for that uh, character and even uh, that thought uh, is realized uh, because that is what source want to experience uh, in uh, that moment and as we progress as we trust that that is the source from which everything is coming from what comes uh, true is that uh, yeah, it just source uh, wanting to experience things, and uh, it's funny. We cannot uh, give but an expression. Why? Yeah, that's beautiful. But why, when you refer to source, you don't say I? Another word for uh, for that, for sure. I. <laughs> it's it's an it's an okay word. Thy <laughs> yeah. will, not mine. Yet at the same time, a good a good reason to not use I is because of the no self. And so no self enables the more close nature. When you use I, that's when you use self. And that is its own <sighs> aspect really. to the experience. So if God plays with itself, we ask what is that which comprehends God playing with itself. And so then that's where the no self component also plays. Um, Please again, go ahead. Yes. Again, ahead. yes and no. Um, I made this suggestion to Kevin for a very good reason, because Kevin can say I, when talking of source. I will not make that recommendation to most people. And in fact, in a previous discussion we had, uh, 
Atlas on your channel, I mentioned that the word I should be avoided most of the time by most people because they, until you know who you are, you should not use the word I. But when you know who you are, it's the, probably one of the best available words at our disposal, if we are ever going to talk. Of fair. It. <laughs> yeah, mm. fair. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I will take the opportunity for the viewers who feel that they that they have really got a true understanding understanding of their true nature. I would recommend dare dare say I <laughs> when you speak of the ineffable source. I am that I am. But for those of those listening who have not come to a full understanding of who they are, who have not had yet the exhaustion, the absolute surrender, take me to the back and shoot me um, uh, moment and subsequent revelation of their true nature, stay away from this word I and even from the word you as much as you can. <laughs> So what do they use? What do we use, I guess? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who you are, shut the fuck up. <laughs> or, or speak until you are exhausted. Your, your, everybody around you, their ears are bleeding and they ask, take me to the back and shoot me. <laughs> But uh, so at least you can enlighten others by exhausting them. But, <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> otherwise, okay. uh, by the way, I was not talking to you. I was talking generally. Yeah? I get it. I was talking generally. Um, now you and, go here. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm sure some some uh, uh, identified feminine divines in the audience must have been triggered by what I just said because this was an embodiment of masculinity te uh, apparently telling an embodiment of femininity there uh, to shut the fuck up which was not at all what happened there but for those who suffered that that, ident that uh, lack belief of lacking power as a female or as a feminine expression, uh, to 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 see anything sembling masculine, tell anything sembling feminine to to shut up would be extremely triggering, Probably. and part of the reason why it was said, some people in the audience needed this violent trigger right now. There's an audience question we can explore. Oh, yeah, great. All right, cool. So Laurel is wondering if anyone on the panel has had breakthrough <laughs> experiences with 5-MeO-DMT. Wow, that's precise. 
and speculate on the S. And speculate on the similarities with meditation. Yannas. Thanks. Yannas or Yannas. Yeah, like like Yana Yoga. Okay. Maybe I can share something. Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, that's how I would spell it. Yeah, and it's the yeah. path of self-realization. Yes, the masterless path, right? Okay, go ahead, Felix. Yeah, so I I had a few experiences with a uh, 5-MeO DMT. Um, which uh, is a very potent substance and um, should be approached with care. And um, yeah, just not um, not a recommendation or an endorsement, but can be an interesting experience. Um, so yeah, it it has been called the God molecule, and. Um, it seems to me that it, it might be the, the the molecule that carries the closest vibration to that of God. At least that is available, at least that I I know of. Um, and actually, very recently, I had a, a deep uh, meditative experience where I felt like very much being in the, the, the same, very, very same space that uh, this molecule carries. And um, how it happened to me was, uh, bringing in contact uh, what what I would describe as the beloved, which is like the the purest essence of in loveness, of adoration, of this um, this very uh, white potent nectar of love that feels so intimate and intense and like the essence of the heart and bringing that in contrast to the absolute which is beyond even being so you've got like this most intimate experience of beingness contrasted by the fact that even being is not me and so for me it's like this 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 essence of the heart exploded in a way like the the identification there that was so intimate and intense burst open and and what opened up was very much the the same space that i i had experienced uh, quite a long time ago with this uh, this molecule so 
Yeah, that's basically what I had to share about that. And um, uh, Malgo or Kevin? Yeah, or I never, I never had that. In general, or this very specific one? I didn't. I never had the molecule, but I don't know about the experience. I had, I had it multiple times uh, daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Okay. <laughs> I never tried. Uh, I'm scared actually of trying that, you know. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Then you should definitely try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not scared of that molecule, but I'm not interested. And I've not tried that one because uh, what I understand is that DMT is produced by the body. So I don't feel the need to go buy it from an intermediary if I can get it directly. Um, not that I'm stingy, but uh, I, I like to drink directly from the source whenever possible. Um, I did try uh, occasionally when I was younger, a few substances, some of them I found interesting, fun, helpful, and some uninteresting or unhelpful. Uh, but generally, I would say that uh, to attain any state by with external help, be it chemical or with the active guidance, it's great in the sense that it will enable you to have less doubt about the existence of these states. Uh, so that's the positive side of it. The negative side is you have always this temptation of taking the shortcut of reaching there as quick as possible with help. And you don't learn the, the knack of getting there by yourself anytime you want. So why create a dependency, a despondency or a dependency on, on a, any dealer of, of, or any gatekeeper of uh, to access something that you are. Uh, I think it's a great business model. Um, uh, I'll sell you a ticket to, to, uh, to be yourself. <laughs> I have unlimited supply. I can sell it to you at any price you want to pay. <laughs> uh, go to my website, just pay and you get there. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> be yourself with the help of only 9.99 right now <laughs> if you buy five if you buy five I, I sell the tickets to be yourself by bunch of five <laughs> so you can be five times yourself for the price of four <laughs> now but by the way i'm ridiculing it but uh, of course we were all suckers for it until we finally find the the way in, right? Uh, when you realize that, uh, when you realize that, um, uh, Kevin's beautiful smile. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, we are all pale in comparison, right? But that's in comparison, exactly. 
And the most beautiful smile is yours, person who wrote bottom right down. <laughs> right. The most beautiful one is yours, but you can't see it. Yes, near-death experience. Yeah. Yeah. I read quite a few books about near-death experience, and they are very, very, very insightful, very interesting, and very consistent, by the way, from different editors, different authors, different languages, unrelated uh, accounts of NDEs, and very consistent, right? Guys, I would love to read to you De Morna Simeona Prayer of Ho'oponopono. It's yes. one of our yes. prayers. Then we can also comment on it. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that allowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the I, the, the all, the continuum of mind with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath, the invisible, untouchable breeze, the undefinable atom of creation. I am the I, powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, basically, this is a cleaning tool, they say, and that you, you can repeat these uh, multiple times per day to clean all distortions. And we could even comment on the play itself. I come from the void, uh, into light, that dance of mind uh, with matter, the incoming and the going of breath. Yeah, I am the I. Uh, I would even recommend to the audience um, to pray in the shower because uh, water has a very, uh, very strong catalytic uh, and, and soothing power of uh, absorbing uh, any uh, of your vibration, especially those which are not uh, most uh, in harmony with your own belief. So a prayer, I am that I am, um, even if at first you don't even believe it, it's very helpful. And uh, this entity happened to, to pray that way without really knowing exactly what he was doing. For a few months, um, uh, whenever taking a shower, and it was very helpful, very soothing, it, it contributed greatly to transform his experience of life. And then it paved the way. It, it's not the causation, but it's a helpful paving of the way for higher and higher realizations after that. Um, and it doesn't matter that much if you don't even believe it at first. If you say it feeling a bit uh, as a fraud, to declare out loud that you are the I am. Uh, if as long as you do it in private, uh, but <laughs> what you should avoid at, as much as possible is um, is uh, doing anything that is not in absolute authenticity in the presence of others. But if it's in your own presence, in fact, 
in aloneness, in solitude, in the solitude of your shower, or if the so in any solitude moment, it's extremely helpful to express out anything, even and especially what feels fraudulent in you, or what feels untrue, or what feels sad or painful. Say it out loud in your in your aloneness, in the in the melancholy of your solitude, be the soothing voice and the honest voice that says out loud what you know you are not yet, or you feel you know you are not yet, but listen to your own voice telling the truth while you tell it it's bullshit. And over time, the roles will swap where you will actually realize slowly that there is some truth in it and then the ground will be paved for grace that you cannot control you never it's impossible to know when grace will fall upon you and the revelation of your true nature will explode within you in its full undisputable truth it may manifest even in visual effects, but that's not what matters. And don't despair also, because you will quickly have a, a crash landing after that when you say, oh, I am God, and bam. <laughs> um, because the eye saying that is not the right eye. <laughs> you know, it's one of your two eyes. The only eye that is the true eye is your third eye, the one you don't know yet until you know it and until you know only that I as being a true I. So, but for those who have not yet had their satori, only be allow yourself total fraud, total expression, fake it till you make it in solitude. Don't ever fake it till you make it in public because it will haunt you. <laughs> uh, especially in this day and age where everything is recorded, uh, you might not appreciate uh, being confronted with your uh, imbalances, your past imbalances. It's not helpful. But uh, to yourself, there is no limit. The, there is, it's even an absolute requirement of total, brutal, absolute honesty, brutal honesty with yourself. And then if you are even lucky to have somebody who you trust enough to be brutally honest with, like we have this luck, this amazing blessing, all of us in the NLS group, we have a group of people we can be totally open and frank and honest about our bullshit or our truth. And it's, it's it's amazing, but it's very rare. You have to be very careful before you uh, expose your bullshit to anyone else than yourself. This story. question leads really well into what V just said beautifully. Okay. I only know the word autism. I can only <laughs> guess the others. <laughs> Uh, but okay, PTSD is familiar. So anyone has a 
personal experience with that? Just also in general, the question is trying to address how some of the neurobiological restrictions for spirituality, if how people feel about that, not proper emotion regulation. Yeah. Okay, I have a, a, a specific um, opinion on autism, even though no member of my family uh, has that condition, but I've, uh, I've delved into it uh, quite extensively. Um, there, are, there are two elements to it. Number one, it's usually a, an, a gift uh, by the entity incarnating into for the acceleration of realization of the surrounding entities. It's also a gift for the person itself. Uh, Sometimes uh, people who have tend to over rely on their own ability to provide for themselves, they would incarnate in an entity that needs assistance where they cannot avoid it. Uh, but specifically for autism, there is an element of memory, which is very important. And as you know, ego is memory. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a reprocessing of memory. It's a, it's a flowed, it's a flowed coloring and reprocessing of your memory. And what is autism? Autism is the, is a kind of deficiency of the natural ability of your mind and brain to erase unuseful memories. Because many people think that memory is a skill. No. The ability to forget is a skill. The, 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 the natural uh, process of the brain is to store everything in memory, to commit everything in memory. And by the way, if you dig in your unconscious and subconscious deep enough, you find all the elements of your memory that you thought were lost or erased, they are not really erased. So ego is a memory construct. Autism is extreme memory with very little uh, erasing. While uh, what we call emotionally mature people are actually people who are very good at erasing or apparently erasing any element of memory that is not consistent with their narrative, with their, with their story and with their identity. So there is definitely a strong, a strong lesson about identity around autism and each condition and each relationship between each of the 7.8 billion people is a tailor-made experience for the spiritual benefit of both entities. So, so then you can call it anything you like, the, because any incarnate, any incarnated being on this planet is a nutcase, right? It, it's to a certain extent, Gaia is a mental institution <laughs> where we are all crazy people believing we are Napoleon Bonaparte or Vincent <laughs> or Felix or Kevin, and we are being slowly and gently treated so imagine if the whole universe is trillions and trillions of entities and some of us are deluded into thinking we are some, some, some guy, some, some historic uh, 
character or some cartoon character instead of, of what we are, then, okay, we can be sent here. We are given the illusion of separate identity, the illusion of time, so that we can work it out and regain our sanity. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that it's a giant nursery where we come here to mature into fullness of consciousness. And another way to look at it is a giant uh, show uh, scene. It's a, it's a theater venue for the biggest, greatest show of all time, literally. <laughs> uh, but if any one of you have specific uh, experience about those things, which I don't. All right, so that might be something interesting to also consider is the recognition, because this happens to me a lot too, is like, why not just stay in emptiness? I mean, there were a lot of great things there said, but that's also something interesting to consider is just staying in emptiness. Thank you for the question. I don't have a perspective. We've done it for ever. So we are only not doing it for a few million years. Uh, it's, uh, not, uh, it's not <laughs> Why not? And I would say, because why not? <laughs> why not incarnate? Why not experience time? Why not have fun? Or why not have misery, which is uh, another misery being the preparation for fun? And fun being the preparation for misery, uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> Thank you for the time on the eternal stage that we've had together. This has been great. Nice. Love it. Super grateful. Our meeting of souls, costumes, units in the tornado, vortexing endlessly. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yay. Margaret, welcome to your first official StreamYard video. This was a lot of fun together. Yes. Yeah, yeah we're looking thanks forward to more. Yeah, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We love you very much. Thanks for your great questions. Thanks for hopefully some of these epic convo points ended up landing let's we can go back through some of them dance equals harmonious imbalances intimacy into me i see only the dance duality detention between who you are and who you think you are turn inward cessation of arguing with god you can defocus into all that is focus into separate peace in the balanced individual the energies lie waiting for the hand of the creator to pluck harmony from raw and suffering the drill sergeant of awakening awesome all right like the video if it brought you value helps the algorithm subscribe if you haven't yet to the channel share the video with people that you feel like this would resonate with <laughs> leave us a comment below with your thoughts thanks again infinite gratitude that's so bye bye all right, we'll stay in the studio and we'll wrap in five, four, three.